Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished Adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks. I can't do that very long. I just want to laugh. Deep in the lair of a long-dead ancient white dragon, our heroes meet with the leader of a tribe of goblin merchants who wander the Underdark, trading and selling their wares. They admit to murdering one of the guards, and in repayment, Bernie uses one of their diamonds to cast Ray's dead and return the goblin to life. This satisfies Elto, the leader of the tribe that they are dealing with, and he tells them some details about the three factions they can find in this cave system. There is, of course, the Minotaur Baphomet worshippers that they occasionally trade with. There's a pair of dragon-like creatures working where the ancient white dragon died in a tunnel heading to the Moonshay Isles. And there are mind flayers living in the tunnels that lead back to the Underdark, where the goblins would like to retreat to. Now the party is left to wander the smelly tent tribe to gather information and supplies before deciding on what to do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Obocrazy. I uh, will apologize in advance if I sound a little stuffy. I am still recovering from going to Emerald City Comic Con, which was a week ago at this point, but the con crud is strong with me. And so I have green tea because... As some other members of our party have talked about in the past, when you're sick, the last thing you really want to have is alcohol. But I have green tea from one of my favorite places to get tea from, uh, Friday Afternoon, which is a tea place right here in Seattle, and you can find it online. And I am currently drinking their Zomba, or I'm sorry, it's a Zomba white tea. It is delicious. It is lovely. And it is going to make me better before I go to PAX. And speaking of PAX, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular, and tonight I have a variety of drinks, because we're recording on a Saturday night. I don't have to be anywhere tomorrow until very, very late, and even then, that's just a DMing session. So, I can afford to sleep this off. So, I have... You have a plethora? I have a plethora. (laughs) I have a bottle rocket, which is uh, very, very good. This is a little on the light side, but as we move on to... You're drinking it in your coop cup. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, this cup, actually, I won at a Game of Thrones trivia contest. Uh, me and a friend of the show, Justin, who, if you've been to RTX, you may have met him. Uh, we played uh, Game of Thrones trivia. We were a team of two. We lost to a team of five and six, uh, respectively. So they, uh, uh, we ended up getting third. But one of the prizes was this lovely Coop Cup, uh, Coop uh, Tumbler, which... We also got some tasting cups, and I got a sweet, like, uh, Game of Thrones poster that I'm going to put up in my cube. It was great. Like, pound for pound, we were the best team there. Next up on the drink deal is another helping of Spurkin' Beard Mead. This is version two of the Yugo's Foes uh, without the elderberries, and oh my god, it is really good. There was way more in that bottle last night. And uh, finally... Our shot of Fireball, to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to everyone who came out and said hi to John or Lauren at PAX East. It's hey. coming up uh, from our time. It's next week. But when this episode comes out, it'll be in the past because time is weird. And so if you came up to say hi, we appreciate it. This is for all of you going out there. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to all the people I said hi to. 
I am healthy now. Thank you. Yes. Don't do that. You're yeah, like you tempting fate. Hi to Lauren, she'll be pretty. Two weeks is the course of a cold. If it runs for more than two weeks, you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, I have good luck, and also um, I'm pretty good about not getting sick at cons usually because I'm the boring person that sleeps still for eight hours and eats vegetables and everything. So I tend to still be okay. So I will. It is not as much tempting fate as much as I better be better in a week or I'm going to the doctor. Carlton, what are you drinking? I, uh, because this is the past and not the future after Paxi's, so this is still before Paxi's because time is weird. Uh, time is a flat a circle. Black currant tea and lemonade mixture, which I call a black currant almond uh, Arnold Palmer that I got from hey. Jason's Deli, which is where I went to dinner tonight. Huh. Mm, tea. After our Adventures League session, which I tweeted about today, about how we made one our rogue a per, a balloon float in a parade. That's amazing. We tied some, he was too drunk to walk, so we tied some rope to him. The bard cast levitate, then he cast disguise self on himself to make himself look like Garfield. That's a typical <laughs> Wow. And then we walked through the streets of Skullport while the bard played Black Parade. Well, there we go. That's That's now, what D&D is all about. That's, that's D&D. For any of you who are just like, I don't want to play Adventures League, it's so restrictive. There you go. <laughs> I never, ever, and maybe it's because I've played mostly my Adventures Leagues with some of you guys. But also, like, I've had uh, the privilege of having uh, our our wonderful barbarian who does DM for Avengers League sometimes DM us his games. And even when he's just desperately trying to make sure we can run it in time, he lets us go off on tangents. I've never had, like, I, I don't know. I've always really enjoyed my Adventures League experiences. Well, it's always because, like, hey, guys, I need you to play test. Did I write too much material to fit into two hours? Okay, yes, I did. <laughs> or, or... We just like to meander role-playing with each other, and that's just us. Speaking of us, Bernie, what are you drinking? So I'm taking a break from rum, not because I don't love it, but because I really love it and I want to save it and have as much of it, because God only knows when I'm ever going to go back to Tortola, um, and I don't know that they export that shit, but I have, I'm back to an old favorite. I want to say I don't think I've ever had their cider, uh, but it is a collective arts brewing company once again collective arts i love you so much i'm going to be making a pilgrimage at some point to hamilton ontario to see you also this is super cute because there is a little bear with a little hat on my cider <laughs> and i, I, I oh we talked my about collective arts has shadows on my cider look <laughs> shadows on my freaking cider that's adorable i don't know how i got here Look Can how happy he looks. He's like, I've had, I broke into the cider place and I drank <laughs> all of the cider there. I have a hat that looks like a lemon. And, <laughs> and under my hat is more cider. That's how I smuggled it out because I don't put things in that pocket. But yeah. <laughs> I like how the bear wow. just subtly catch shade at Carlton. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Shadow, uh, Shadow hangs out enough now with with Coco Snoot that he knows how to throw shade. Uh, but, <laughs> spoiler, I've I had I bought it's Saturday. Whoa! And man, Buck fucking wild. I had a cider with dinner. This is good cider. So <laughs> we can retape this. Is it still good? I had one that was the the picture on my other cider dinner was a girl hugging a fat cat. So is the bear picture different? Did it look like Garfield, and was it possibly one of the AL <laughs> characters that John played with? 
might have been uh still good. it's i mean it's the same it's the same it's just different pictures but uh yeah happy saturday everyone i, I don't know ha- happy saturday everyone and happy saturday to travancore what are you drinking good people of Faerun. travancore's choice this evening is clos du bois 2016 cabernet Sauvignon. i don't even know if it's right or not it just sounds good it sounds it right to me and i have minimal french Wow. <laughs> Minimal French indeed. Uh, so this is the last bit of booze of any kind in my house right now during this, the holy season of the Great Fast, otherwise known as Lent. So I have here a live tasting. I've never actually had this specific brand before, so we're going to see Ooh. how this goes. Now, as a rule, I'm not a huge fan of Cabernet Sauvignon, but sometimes it can appeal to me. Let's, let's try it out here. Let's see. Maybe good. Wow. that's uh, There's a lot of tannins in there. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Cabs always taste like the grown-up wine to me. It's like, you have, like, fun and fruity ones that are light. You have, like, your Rieslings that are kind of dry. But then, Sauvignon hits you, man. It feels like, like, it's like the, it is, to wine, at least in my view, what the Arch Deluxe was to hamburgers. I do feel, like, more of a grown-up when I I drink Cabernet Sauvignon. So, hopefully, this uh, dice-rolling game, you know, I'll be able to drink this and feel like, uh, hey, I'm kind of a grown-up. Wish I'd phrased that better, but that's okay, because I'm drinking Cabernet Sauvignon. I love that wine, McDonald's, and D&D all equal adulthood. <laughs> I am the overlap of every Venn diagram. I love it. It's great. You know what's not a Venn diagram? The Smelly Tent Tribe. They're mostly goblins. There are a couple bugbears. You have seen some other beings wandering around in and amongst the tents. But here you are. Uh, I believe last time we had just completed a, a chat with Elto. You'd smoothed things over by bringing one of his guards back to life. The crowds have dispersed after you had chatted with him. And now before you is the assembled merchant caravan of the smelly tent tribe ready for exploration and or ignoring if you just want to go find a place to go to bed what would you all like to do jonathan the magimuscular i believe how's he doing on potions i think we're okay you did buy a bunch of cupcakes before you left yeah i I have one more cupcake left i have several just in case you're wondering i still have five lesser healing and three greater healing or was that the same pot we were pulling from I think it might have been the same pot. I thought we individually. I mean, maybe. Uh, you. Uh, I only had the two on my sheet. So um, it may be that we divvied we them did. up and figured that, you know, you're you're the best equipped because you're the fastest on Coco Snoot to deliver healing if via cupcake. I am supposed to go to a place called Quint and Hewer. Oh, Quint and Hewer are the name of two goblins in the so you were given a a couple of recommendations from alto he recommended you talk to two guards who um are the ones that are in charge of the passage that leads back down into the deep underdark the one that they can't go down anymore because of the the mind flayers that's curdle and serby are you sure it wasn't tony and luke no, Tony and Luke were the name of the elephants. I specifically okay, remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurdle. God damn it. Fun fact, there's a Tony Luke's in the Springfield Mall, not too far from my house. There you go. And Quint and Hewer are two different names for two different beings. You don't actually know what they are, who they are, but they were recommended to you if you wanted to stock up on supplies. Go find one of them that they do more general supply store stuff, but that the... As you look out, you can see that it's it's the variety of stuff that you can get is is it's a little weird. It's very bizarre, both in the sense of it being strange and also it's a bizarre. Don't say it, John. <laughs> I was waiting for. 
Don't say yeah. it. And how bizarre. How bizarre. Every time I look around. Every time. And you get the sense that like, yeah, this is a this is a trading merchant caravan. These they're gonna have your standard stock of tools and weaponry and things, but they're probably also gonna have some really weird stuff, especially considering they've been trading with a bunch of minotaurs who have been ostensibly outrating and there are underdark goblins you have no idea what what else they might have in store so i want to go look at the weird shit store then <laughs> yeah, I, know. Yeah. I, just, like, I don't know if this is bernie or me that's like i'm here for some weird shit let's do this <laughs> let's Maybe find that it's... let's find the store that sells the trinket table yeah let's 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 see what they got uh, All right. I, I i'm down to uh to to do a little to a little weird shit shopping. Are you just wandering around? Or are you looking for one of these specific people that Alto mentioned? Well, I think Quentin Hewer is a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's figure it. Let's ask around for one or both of them. Okay. As you enter the the tent city proper, and it is almost a hundred percent tents, but they are a variety of sizes and styles. Some of them are set up like sleeping quarters and obviously are not open stalls. Some of them are set up like you would expect to find in an outdoor market with an an open air front with um a, like a table in front of it, and some of them are just open for you to walk in. You are given a wide wide berth by everybody it's obvious that, that you stand out in this crowd of mostly goblins and bugbears you do notice an occasional drow and you could swear that you see off in the distance maybe a, a, a troll or two you're not sure but this does seem to be mostly a goblinoid encampment and at first as you're wandering on through you are given five ten feet of leeway no one really wants to interact with you no one really wants to even try to engage with you in any way shape or form so at the moment you're just kind of wandering around at the mercy of uh travancore who is the only one who can speak goblin who you do hear as you're walking by whispered bits of conversation oh, those are the ones who came from the upstairs no they're not part of the th- that that weird cult oh those are the ones that that killed one of the guards uh, that's the one that brought the guard back to life are we supposed to be stabbing them in the back no no, no don't don't get near that one uh, the, he'll he'll rip your arm off that kind of thing bernie is as this is going on because she can't like she can't speak goblin but she can read a room she's like she's like <laughs> she's trying to like instill goodwill with like the small amount of good manners she has and feels like using i mean she has lots of good manners she just doesn't use them and she's like hi she's like waving she's like smiling she's like hi 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 roll a persuasion she's, like check. trying to make eye contact with people and like do what i would call good visitor services sure persuasion check uh, yeah right. just to see how successful you are at nonverbal enticement that's a 12. Okay. A fair number meet your eye and either wave back or a couple scowl at you and walk away, but most kind of give you curious looks. As you are doing this, you pass by a stall that seems to be mostly of dried meats of various sorts. And for the first time, as you've spent about a good 10, 15 minutes wandering this this encampment, the guy behind the stall uh, waves back at you as you make eye contact and says, hello, 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 you're going to need food if you're going to be going down there. If you're going to be going off there, you're going to want some dried meats. I've got all the meats. Try some meats. Is it is it in common or is it in goblin? He says it in common to you. 
Hi! Um, so we have a rather large barbarian who does eat quite a bit. And Bernie's gonna like tug on Carlton's like belt loop and pull him over. And she's like, let's buy some goodwill. I yes. eat things. Oh, protein. Jonathan the Magimuscular is interested in uh in making sure he gets his protein load. Yeah, we need, we're working on our gains right now. We both flex. <laughs> flex. Absolutely. All this is cured and salted and ready for long distance travel will be excellent protein for all of you. And what's it made out of? Ah, anything you'd like. Oh. Does he have samples? Like on little like little toothpick skewers? There doesn't seem to be samples. Uh, most of what he's got out seem to be, they're not like displayed. He's got a bunch of like burlap sacks and bags of pre-portioned packaging, I guess you could say. And then behind him, you can actually see drying racks and big crates full of salt. What's the weirdest creature that you've made jerky out of and that you have available to buy? Uh, well, we got that goat once. That went really fast. That was really weird. We don't get goat very often. You don't get goat? Nah. How many goats do you think are wandering around in the Underdark? That's true. There's not a lot of grass, but, you know, they'll eat just about anything. Oh, well, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta have them, and they don't like wandering. So basically, we got one, uh... It was a couple of weeks ago at this point that the Minotaurs brought one of them down. It was still alive, but that's been gone for a while. We haven't had that in a while. What's your most popular flavor? Well, uh, we certainly have a lot of the the rat and the giant rat. We've got some of the crab. And this one, it's technically not meat. It's mushroom. It's some of the, the big purple mushrooms. But I salted just right, and it did it. it Tastes basically the same. That's a little bit of zebra. We got some flump, and we got a little bit of troll. Hmm. Jonathan ah. the Magimuscular Wait, is interested flump? in the. Uh, we're moving on. <laughs> Jonathan the Magimuscular <laughs> is is interested in the troll, the mushroom, and the um uh oh the crab. All right, Bernie, How much would you like? Bernie's going to tug on Jonathan's sleeve. Like, come here. Yo. She's going to pull on the collar of his shirt, and she's going to bring him very close. Yes. I think there are trolls here. I know. That's a little weird, though. Jonathan yeah. the Muscular is interested in weird. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I just, I don't, I don't, that seems like a real big, like, aggressive move to walk past a troll, jump in on some troll jerky. Um, uh, they won't know. You, they they have no idea. They're too dumb to know. Today, apparently, the goblin has heard everything you've been saying. I'm um, not sure how I feel eating something that might have had a, a a name. It called itself. I'm not here to judge. I've got no problems with it. So no no flump the flump turkey then for you, Bernie. No flump jerky. Um, All right. The zebra sounds interesting. Do you have any bones for my dog? Something nice with some marrow left in it. It can. Uh, I tell you what, you you buy something, I'll throw some in for free. I gotta usually debone everything in order to, you know, do the jerky thing. What's the going rate on a pound of uh, mushroom and a pound of crab? Uh, mushroom's pretty cheap. Pound of it, you're probably gonna run you... He gives you a, a shrewd look and he's like, Ah, what you got? I have coin. Jonathan the Magimuscular has coin from above. Alright, you got anything else cool from above? Let me look. Jonathan the Magimuscular considers... His stuff. 
yeah, going from above is cool, but it only goes so far, you know, once we finally get out of here. Cool things I can trade. Stuff that I can't find. I'll 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 trade you uh, both pounds for that dog of yours. No. I'm afraid the dog is not for sale, but... And Travancore reaches into the bag of holding and pulls out one bolt of incredibly fine silk. Any interest in silk? The uh, goblin watches with interest as you pull this bolt out of a bag that should not hold a bag. That should not hold a bolt, because this is obviously much bigger than your bag of holding. And he looks at it. What color have you pulled out? Uh, I haven't done the color thing. It just says two bolts of incredibly fine silk. So I want to say that it's Mine were yellow, and you didn't touch those, because you like to keep all of the things that touch the things that belong to Bernie. Yeah, yellow. Yeah, you can have that. It's (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so red... Um, he pulls out a red bolt. He had, I think Travancore, I'm just gonna say Travancore got one red and one green. Just because Christmas. You pull out a red. He looks impressed at this feat of magic as you pull it out. Uh, reaches out, touches it, you know, sniffs it a bit, looks at it and goes, how much is in there? Let me see, let me see. And he kind of grabs the bolt and gauges how much is on there and goes, yeah, that'll, that'll cover a pound of this and a pound of that. Sure. Okay. Does the trade? So you now have a one. pound of a purple mushroom jerky and a pound. What you said, the zebra, right? I think it was zebra crab, right? and crab. Oh, zebra and crab. Sorry, do you have a and pound? So mushroom, zebra, and crab, which I okay. think a bolt yeah. of silk should cover. And and some and some and some and like a hoof from that zebra. Oh yeah, the boat and the bones for. Uh... Or like a. Bone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, he grabs the bolt. Uh, it's almost as big, as tall as he is, but he manages to grab it and he waddles back into the the tent. You're kind of in the front of the tent part and he uh, goes behind a flap. You hear him, and then you hear some clattering and then he comes back out with what looks like the entire back leg of a zebra uh, with the hoof. Uh, so basically all the meat taken off of it, just the bone and hands it to you, Bernie, and says, there you go. Thank you, uh, Coco Snoot. If you eat this all at once, you're gonna get marrow everywhere, and it's really gross. So we're just gonna ration this for later. Anything else I can sell you for? That's what happens when my sister's dogs eat bones. What else you got besides jerky? That's pretty much what I what I stock in. It takes a lot of time to cure and salt and dry and do all of that. If you're looking for other stuff, there's other merchants who do that stuff. Who would you recommend for under dark curiosities? <sighs> What kind of curiosities are you looking for? You're looking for the stuff that'll keep you alive? You're looking for the crazy stuff? Yes. A little from column A, a little from column B. Yes. Well, Quint is the guy you go to if you want to stay safe and you want to stay alive. He's the one who actually gets the, the reasonable stuff. I don't know how Hewer stays in business. Uh, I guess it's crazy people like you, but he's he's the one that if you got strange shit, he'll buy it off you. Okay. Well, um, I guess both. Could you point us in their direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Quint, you go down this row, you take a left, you go about four tenths down, you're going to take a right, and then you'll see it. Hewer, you go that way, and he points back towards, kind of towards the entrance that you came into this section of the caves. And he goes, go all the way back until you get to basically the last tent, because it kind of stinks. Oh. Follow your nose. Yeah, or don't care. Okay, um, thank you. I really appreciate your uh, uh, directions and the the jerky. The mushroom jerky isn't going to cause us to hallucinate, is it? It shouldn't. I'm not going to say I'm an expert on gnomish physiology, so grain of salt. Cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a jerky joke. You know, Jonathan the Magic Muscular appreciates that. I'm picking up what you're putting down, and you know, Travis Cole paid for it, so he's going to help himself to a little bit of the mushroom jerky because he's he's very curious and wants to see yeah, what it tastes like. Uh, and your doctor's going to refrain because okay. someone's got to. Someone has to say same. Because she can get high anytime she wants. She she can cast all the emotions. It'll be great. Yeah, you give it a try. It's it doesn't really have much of a flavor except for the salt. Like it's mostly just salt. But it's not as tough as most jerky is. It's it's almost spongy in a way. <laughs> Travancore thinks to himself, "Step up your game, Kenneth Square." Anything else I can do you for? Oh, that's good. That's pretty good there. Thank you so much. Uh, what was your name? Yeah, the, my name is Boomer. Boomer. Boomer Hi, Bernice Q. Burns. Nice to meet you. And she sticks out her hand. Then he'll he'll. Uh, shake it, and he'll shake it to your hands and go like, how long are you going to be in town before you're going to go get killed by the mind players? Um, at least one night we need to, I, you know, bringing people back from the dead takes a lot out of you. I can't imagine. Neither could I. Mm-hmm. No, stop by for more jerky before you go off. Yeah. Can do. Take care. Uh, bye. And Bernie's bye. gonna we're going to trot off. Um, guys, uh, given the smell... Maybe we go to the other guy first. Sure. So, tell tell me if I read the room wrong, but it sounds like they're more of a bartering people and not a buying people, right? Um, Probably depends on the merchant. I think they can be. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you think that they have an abundance of mayonnaise in the Underdark? I don't know. Because we can make a lot of mayonnaise. Well, we can make one gallon of mayonnaise. That's, That's a still lot a lot of mayonnaise. mayonnaise it is, but I, I will say it is a it is a finite amount of mayonnaise. Yeah, it's egg sauce that we don't even know anyone wants or not. Hey. But it could be a rare delicacy in the in the Underdark. We don't know. It's true. How about, um, Carlin? You know, I don't know about the mayonnaise, but I don't think we should make a lot of mayonnaise and not need it. Because we could find out if they like mayonnaise, and then we could make it. I'm just saying, we can. We have 12 different things. Ooh, chunky peanut butter. 13 things that we could. Peanut butter may not be be something that they're readily familiar with. A gallon yeah. of chunky peanut butter is a shit ton of peanut butter. Yes. There's also allergies to consider. We don't know who has a aversion to peanuts. Do we know that anyone has Do peanut, peanut allergies exist in fairness? Does peanut allergies exist? I think allergies to everything exists. Obviously, you can't... The same way you can't tell in, in real life if someone has peanut allergies just by looking at them. You have no idea. Yeah. The no, we'll find out. While gross may be safer. All right, Manny, where are you I think Let's... we're heading to Quince. He's the one that's normal. Yes. Sure. You wind your way through the, the shops. Uh, now that you've made these purchases, um, and, and most of you kind of noticed this, uh, that... People around you seem to relax a little bit more, and you don't. You still have a wide berth from everyone. No one is walking up next to you. But uh, as Bernice continues to do her her social engineering, she's getting a lot more who are willing to make on, eye contact. Uh, Travancore, you're hearing a lot less of the whispers about who you are, and, and a little bit more just open stairs but it seems to be slightly less tense as now that you've made these purchases and eventually what do you, you mean follow- slightly less tense this is a tense city lauren uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was people so salty. are people are in and out of tents at two, yeah, two. 
They're super tenty. So you wind your way amongst the the stalls and make your way over to a rather large tent. This one has a flap on the front that is open to go inside. And you do see from... It's like half open. And when you peer inside that you can see there's basically a, a larger opening inside just kind of an open tent with a bunch of what look like tables with just random stuff on them and you do see two or three goblins inside chatting perusing wares there does seem to be a a weapon stand on one side with a couple of what look like pretty rusty weapons nothing special do you head on in oh yeah Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. You head on in, and uh, very immediately, the one goblin who's helping a second one who's looking at some of the rusty weapons says, Wait, 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 wait. Yes, hello. Yes, hello. You uh, you are the, the ones from upstairs. You come here. You're looking for stuff. You're going down. You're going to eat. You're going to get rid of mind flayers, right? Uh, That's the plan. Yeah. Yes. Word travels quickly. No more mind flayers and uh, all of us safe and sound. We were all there when you did your thing. Bring, bring, bring the goblin back. It was very impressive. So yes, the word travels quickly. There are, there are only, you know, the couple dozen, maybe 50 of us. So we talk. We talk lots. I figure you come by. I am main place to find stuff if you need stuff to, to survive. You want hats? I got hats with the inner lining. I specialize in that. And he runs over to one of the tables and you can see that there's, just like the goblins that had been, uh, w- watching that were the guards they had those skull caps with the metal inner lining he's got like 10 of them and he looks at all of you and says we'll need to do just adjusting for bigger heads but i i do this keep your brain safe does it work it works against the mind flare i don't know oh that's insight sure roll an insight check yep yeah i feel like bernie would also be doing that I'll let the two of you roll insight. Actually, here's what I'm going to do. One of you can roll insight with advantage because the other, you you just kind of eye each other. Jules, what's, what's, what's your insight bonus, I have Bernie? five. All right, I want to help you. Okay, my rolls have been shit, though. Well, you got one more. Oh, okay. Right, that's better. 18. He's telling the truth. He has no idea. He thinks <laughs> He thinks it'll help, but he has no idea whether it will really help. I guess, really, Jonathan the Muscular feels that as long as your customers feel like it's important, that's that's really what, what sends these off the shelf. Yeah. It makes sense, right? You get uh, the, the mind flayers, they try to eat your brain, and so you protect brain. You well, do, you do protect brain. Yes. Jonathan, you probably know the most about mind flayers of, of the rest of us, unless I'm missing something. Do you know anything about the construction of these hats or how they flay mines that would... Oh, yeah. oh yes. They use a, uh, as I mentioned previously, Jonathan the Match Muscular knows of a of a little bit of mind flayer uh, physiology, namely the super strong acid that mostly goes inert when it makes contact with air. However, when it doesn't make contact with air, it eats through anything. Skulls, metal, whatever. Ah. That's certainly something. Oh, yeah. Strong well- acid. <laughs> yes, but like crab, there is only so much protective shell can do if you yes. are turned over on back. So it's it's more for like uh, immediate protection, help get you the moment to get away. Yes, and they protect against that weird tentacle hair thing upstairs, right? The weird tentacle hair thing? The bell, uh, whatever it is. I have it in my notes. Oh, Hartooth, the bell Hanneth. No, you just... 
No, nothing protects from him. You just give him secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. We know yeah. now. You have that out. Maybe, that maybe, we'll, maybe we'll give him the ear nod. Give him boring secrets. He doesn't care what secrets you tell him. He you doesn't just care, eh? He just, any secret would have done. Pretty huh. much. He dangerous, but kind of dumb. Jonathan the Magic Muscular just loves being reminded of this. Ha ha ha! Ha ha! Well, uh, you encounter Cartooth. Okay, yeah, you'll know. You know what? Let's, know. Uh, let's get some hats then. Jonathan the Magic Muscular is fine. Uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular does have questions about some of your other stock. Do you have anything that is magical or unique? Oh, magical or unique? Uh, a few things, a few things. And he goes rummaging around in the back. Uh, eventually, he pulls out um, a small box and he opens it up and he's got some... It almost kind of looks like a junk drawer full of random stuff, but it's mostly nicer things. He pulls out a couple of small gems that uh, look mostly uncut, uh, maybe just stuff that he's found traveling through the Underdark. Uh, you can see a citrine. You can see uh, actually a couple of diamonds, but they're small. They're not like the, the big ones. He pulls out a uh, another hat. This one is mostly leather and it's got some some very nice feathers on it. And he holds it up and he says, ah, griffin feathers, very hard to come by. He pulls out a uh, a dart. It's this tiny little dart. It's only maybe about uh, five or six inches long. It looks very sharp. It's It looks silvered. And um, he pulls this out and he goes, Ah, tried to kill me with poison dart. No more poison, but very, very sharp. And he also pulls out... Uh, Jonathan, go ahead and roll a D100 for me. Ooh. He pulls out those. a TBD. He pulls out a D100. Maybe it is a D100. We'll see. 42. I'm mean, sorry, 48. I can read. I was about to say, they'll answer to life, the universe, and everything. That would be amazing if that's what he gave you. Yeah. yeah. rolling that. He pulls out... Um, so I, that's what he pulls out of the, the box that he pulls out. These are all kind of small little trinkets. The dart looks like it's super sharp, uh, and it is silvered. Uh, but he goes under his counter and he pulls out a single red arrow. And Travancore, you can see that this is looks very nicely made. And it, he says, oh, yes, the only magic item I've got here right now. I don't usually, it's too expensive. People want like pitons and stuff. I, arrows of slaying are very hard to come by, but very rare. Not many people can use them, but you, you, you got nice bow. You maybe you, you use it. And he puts it down and he says uh i don't know what kind of slaying it does it just does slaying uh i can jonathan the magic muscular can probably figure that out but uh how much do you want for it what do you got well we have you ever had peanut butter uh yes do you have chunky or smooth chunky, chunky. no why would you have chunky how do you, you feel know, about mayonnaise more protein how do you that feel about does have, It does have more protein, but I can see you. I smell the salt. You've already got uh, too much dried meat. No, it's a bad, bad. No, I look for the cool, the cool stuff. What, what you got? What you got? Have you ever had mayonnaise? Yeah, it goes bad real quick. It's Damn. very good, though. Quint, How about is, some Quint fa- is very worldly. Have you ever had fagel? Uh, I've had goat. I've had goat milk. Don't know if... It, how do you know if it come from fay? I... Pr- I summon the Fae to come in here. I he milk can. them. can! Oh, yes! I will milk them for, for you and for everyone else who may, may want to try some. Mm. And you can try it if you like and see. I know it's a lot to, to gamble on, but it, I'm told it tastes like strawberry. At least that's what I remember. 
maybe, maybe. You have something more permanent. This is all food stuff. You got not stuff, yes. not food stuff. And I reach stuff. into my bag and I go carved beholder and I pull out my carved beholder that we got in <gasps> the Underdark. Did we all Underdark, buy one in of the Feywild? Think... Oh yeah, we each this have one. This was crafted in the Feywild. As you Carlton, as you pull it out and you start to talk, you can see all the goblins, there was the, this one that you're talking to, Quint, and then there were a couple others who were browsing, and they all... <laughs> and they, the, the one standing in front of you, Quint, that you're talking to, in Goblin, you don't even need a translation to know he, just, he swears up a blue streak. Uh, Travancore, your Goblin only goes so far. Apparently it, it does not go into some of the more esoteric swear words. And then uh, Quint goes, ha, no, get that to fake. Put it back, put it back, put it back, put it back. I imagine it's like one back. of those why weird would, swear words. Why would you worship such a thing? Why? I was not worship. No. It, it's a collectible. It, why would you collect such a thing? Why ask? It's limited edition. Yeah, do, do, I want it limited away from me. <laughs> okay. An insane person gave it to us. <laughs> that insane person is only one who would want any of that. She was crazy. She... Insane in the membrane is, I believe, the technical terminology. Uh, Julia wants to know if goblin swear words that are really weird are things like you see in other languages where they're like, holy shit, snails on my balls. Like, it's like, you like, you know, like you ever read, like, I remember going through and like reading, like, reading French curse words and they were amazing. They were like, you have barnacles in your asshole. Like, it were more like insults than curse words. But I hope that goblins have like, you know, people are like, oh God, eggs eyes. And you're like, that's not a swear word. And they're like, yes, it is. <laughs> I hope it's something like that. <laughs> I, I tell you what, Bernie can have a discussion with Travancore at some point and you can find out what he's, what, what this goblin said. Travancore, you caught most of it. It was very fast. Ooh, super blue. Yeah. <laughs> Proficient, but not fluent. Wait, I have a... Hold on, Bernie's got some shit. So Steven was... <laughs> Here's the thing. Steven's been slowly listening to all our episodes. Uh, okay, you know what? Let's, I let's have role a play this. That is, he was listening. I started making a list of the things that we... Here we go. I have things. Bernie has things. I have bars of black lotus pulse, and I have unicorn horn panpipes. I have an adamantium okay. plate armor. I have an amethyst gauntlet, and there's a woman named Valeria Tide Turtle Langley. Oh, we hold on a second. That. I thought you were looking up something else. I'm glad that you found that because this is really good. I want to go back to what was the goblin saying. Here's what we're gonna do. This goblin said four swear words. Travancore, what was one of the swear words? I want each of you to come up with a swear word. Concubine of a Huguenot. Concubine of a Huguenot. Hey, my ancestors were Huguenots, and maybe also the other thing. Well, apparently <laughs> there are French Calvinists in the Goblin world too. <laughs> what about the rest of you? Give me a swear. Give me one of the swear words. Sun dependent. Sun dependent. Ooh. What is what gods do? Uh, they typically worship. Uh, goblins. You would know about Magubliet. Uh, although you haven't seen any shrines or temples or or magical so artifacts. So I just assume that whatever it is, is, uh, I don't know if Magubliet's male or female, but it would be like Magubliet's saggy left testicle. <laughs> and I saw Jonathan holding up his hand. Drider fucker. Ooh, Drider. Oh no, yeah. actually, this is, this is funnier. Drider humper. humper. Yeah, hump is a lot funnier. Hump, hump is funny. <laughs> yeah, Drider humper. It comes out of the mouth really nice. It's like, 
It's the it's the enunciation. <laughs> it's a very satisfying noise for your mouth to make. This is what yep. you learn in um, linguistic anthropology class. Mm. There's also just something about keeping it PG-13 that is often funnier than if you go straight R. So so there we go. We've got the, you are a sun-dependent concubine of a Huguenot, Dryder Humper, Magubiet, less testicle shit. Yeah. That's my, yes. So that's, that's what, so you can all ask Travancore exactly what, what this goblin said. Okay. Meanwhile, back to the large collection of stuff that, that Bernie has discovered she has. Look, I took notes one day in the car and I was like, I have stuff. And Steven was listening to old episodes and I was like, actually, we have a lot of stuff. It's mm-hmm. all down in that bag. And I don't know if I could possibly just be like Bernie's stuff and it just all comes flying out. We get up in the bag, but uh, Jonathan the Muscular has something that he wants to put on the table. Sure. Uh, he goes into the bag and asks, Everfresh tube. No, we have an okay. Everfresh box that belongs to Bernie. You have an Everfresh? I have Everfresh tube. I thought we had a tube that- We have an Everfresh box. I kept a heart in it. I think I still have- No, I buried that early on. So you buried thing? the heart. Yeah, the box is an Everfresh box that keeps whatever is in it fresh. You do have a scroll tube that inside- contained the uh, it's i think it still contains this it's wendergod the deed to wendergod's yeah, tower deed to wendergod. oh right yeah okay. that's what that. that is a sealed uh it, it should be a crystalline scroll tube mm-hmm. okay. save that for episode With, 500 yeah that's i, have, ever, that's not I have ever fresh box written on my character sheet that's how you know it's bernie's <laughs> all that other shit's ours in general i think mm. Let's see. What you got, I mean, what I've you got, got the alchemy jug and the hat of disguise and uh, bag of holding written on mine, but it's kind of whoever wants to get their hands in it. Bernie's gonna pull out a bar of black lotus pollen. All right, you hand it on over. He he holds out a hand to inspect. We've got this. He takes it. He... Oh, black lotus. Oh yes. Mm. Make many poisons. Oh. He puts it down in front of him, and he looks and he goes. Not for just that, but getting close. You got anything else? Um. It is magic arrow. It's magic arrow. Very hard to come by. I pull out my rear manticore paw. Ooh. Okay. Oh, you do. You Ooh. guys dismembered that thing. You did. This is he the only one to survive it. With great difficulty, yes. Yeah. Uh, he takes it. It's starting to decompose. So it's got an odor to it, but nobody else seems to care when you pull it out. I'll let the rest of you decide. Uh, that pungent, disgusting... Probably should have put it in the Everfresh box. Whoops. <laughs> no, the Everfresh box ain't that big. It held like a heart. That was it. Oh, yeah. true. It would not Bernie have fit, just, sadly. just coughs and just... <sighs> but the, the goblin takes it and looks it over. He pings the claws on this thing and listens to it almost like you would ping a crystalline uh, glass to hear it ring. Doesn't seem to mind the fact that it's decomposing in his hands he looks he's basically just looking at the claws puts it down on top of the bar of black lotus pollen and says okay yes for this and hands over the arrow oh thank you very much red arrow and then we put it in jonathan's hands to tell us what it slays well maybe we do that later we might yeah we'll we'll do it later we won't do it right here in the shop jonathan needs to take a break and like have some tea since he's not allowed to drink coffee anymore is is it worth my while to pick up one of these hats no. Hmm. It's up oh. to you. It can't hurt. All right. It just won't help. Ah. Uh, you don't know. So is, is this thing? I'm not. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's Wait, fine. Is, is this thing the goggles? 
and the mind flayers, the acid, the acid wave, and uh, and me, my eyes. Will the goggles do nothing? It does not do nothing. It is hat with metal that protects him. But doesn't actually doesn't actually grant you any AC. Oh, <laughs> correct. That's not none of that's untrue. It's up to you, man. All right. Um, can you throw in one of these hats? No, but I trade for it. What would you like to trade? Let's see. You give me something Jonathan good, maybe I give you. going to wait outside. Thank you so much, Quint. Wait. Thank you. Come back soon. I feel like, are you going to be here tomorrow? Uh, we are here until Mindflayer are not here anymore, and then we leave. You know uh, what? This seems like something that we should pick up on the way out of town. Yep. Okay. To kill the Mindflayers. Sounds good. Thank you very much. And, All right. Uh, see you soon. I'll be here. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. And he uh, starts pulling, as all of you finally are leaving, he starts, he pulls out a wrench, grabbing one of the claws on the manticore's paw, and is uh, starting the process of pulling the claws off of the decrepit bits of meat that are left from the manticore. Pliers? Pliers. Okay. I was, like, sitting there, and in my head he was, like, like turning Wrenching. the, the yeah. claws. He's like... <laughs> Listen, sometimes you gotta use a, a weird tool for the weird job. Bernie's gonna uh, pull Jonathan close to her face again. What's up? Because she's decided she likes talking to him this way. Did you get, like, a magically read on those helmets? Are we, like, Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Sure. They, they, they're just to make people feel better. Oh, they're placebo. Yes. Javancore, I will say for, from you and Bernie, from your insight earlier, Quint doesn't think they're placebos. He just is willing to admit that he doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I guess I'd feel a little better. I then, yay. That's that's what's really important in it. I'm gonna think about it. They'll be here for a while. But now I've seen uh, I've seen drawings of uh, victims. They I've seen victims who've worn uh, magical helmets. Didn't help them. So how do we? How do we keep our brains from being unscrambled, or do we not? From what I understand, don't get don't get stunned, and don't get don't get got. Stay away from it. Ah, distance. Okay, I can I can do that. Oh, it can stun you at a distance too. So don't get stunned. Oh. Okay. Mind flayers are fascinating. They're horrible, but they're fascinating. Yeah. Do we want to check out this last place at the edge of town before we camp for the night? We do, and we want to camp ASAP because I have work. Is this what it feels like when I tell you guys horrible things about history? Yes. Okay. I have a bit of a callus, but yeah, basically. So as we're walking, one of the reasons why goblins might be uh, uh, put off by beholders is because beholders eat your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. After, you also they have can also turn experience. you to stone. Yeah. They can disintegrate you. They can. Lots they can do all things. kinds of nasty stuff. And look at it this way: the beholder that we met did not know how to behold her. They they had they were still sane. Beholders are not sane. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.